Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey always reigns supreme. Whether you were raised at the barn in Uniondale or born in the stable at Belmont, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, let's drop the puck and get this party started. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, September 18th, 2022. Coming at you live from Florida Media in Rockville Center. Getting ready to kick off the brand new season here at Florida. Super, super excited. Big show coming up for you tonight. Mr. Donald Rosner of Blue Line Deli and Bagels will be joining us. He's hanging out on the couch here with Mikey over there. Going to have him on a little while. Talk about a poker tournament victory. See what's going on at the Blue Line Deli and get a little fans perspective of the Islander season coming up. With me as always is Mr. Christian Arnold. My name is Sean Cuthbert. Christian, how are you? Oh, oh, oh now that my mic's on, I'm yes. doing well. Thank you. That's good. That's good. How was your summer? Oh, it's been good. It's been yeah. good, you know. Okay. How's the Giants beat? That's been fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. You ready to get the show going here? I'm ready to talk some hockey, yeah. Yeah? Let's do it. All right, well, before we do that, I want to thank our sponsor. We are now proud to be presented by Blue Line Deli and Bagels. No reason why we brought him on the show tonight. (laughs) That's just a coincidence. It has nothing to do with that. But, yes, thrilled to be presented by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip, and, of course, UBS Arena for another go-round at Belmont. So, big thanks to them. Can't wait to have Donnie on the show later. I mean, I can wait, but, like, I'm excited about it. It's going to be good. Also, thrilled to be sponsored <laughs> by R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill, located at 279A Sunrise Highway. And, of course, our brand-new sponsor, super stoked about it, Lost Farmer Brewing Company, located at 63A 2nd Street in Mineola. Buddy, Lost Farmer hopping on with the stable shaker. Yeah, it's a, it's a match made in heaven. I mean, great, great company, uh, the product that we we've enjoyed and uh, it's going to be a great partnership going forward great people great beer great location they got yeah. a new one opening up in malvern soon and you a lot can of get exciting it things at going ubs arena all over the place that's right they got so. the taps going over there so fantastic stuff going yeah. on with our sponsors so with the pleasantries out of the way christian let's jump into the main content of the program training camp it's coming up this week wednesday summer went super quick let's get into it a lot of questions here coming into camp yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is an Islander team that I think we know is going to be interesting this year. Um, <laughs> sure. I think as Sean has alluded to in previous episodes over the summer and um, even as the season was coming to an end, this is an Islanders team that is really going to have either two extremes. It's going to be a phenomenal season where they surprise everybody or it's going to be a miserable season where they disappoint everybody and there doesn't <laughs> or seem somewhere in between that uh, but i don't there doesn't seem to be a middle ground right now not with the lack of moves that the islanders have made not with the with the ex, expen, expanded uh sort of uh excuses that the islanders front office has seemed to have been making over the last uh weeks and days and months uh this offseason about why they've made such little movement for a team that desperately needs the movement so <laughs> keep going <laughs> um it's going to be interesting to say the least. I think this is a this is a season of, of a lot of expectations where the Islanders need to be good, and there needs to be some accountability. There needs to be a lot of accountability when it comes to how the season plays out. Yeah, and I feel like we're going to touch on that later. I think you got some uh, some bullets in the chamber ready for a little later on in the show. I, I think again, I think you just look at what's been going on with the Islanders. There's certainly been a very interesting interesting sort of division among the fan base where. Certain things, uh, listen, the Islanders didn't make a lot of moves. There's no question about it. Rama, uh, they literally made one. They made I one. I mean, unless you talk about the, the minor league signings, but yes. Right. And then I'm assuming there's going to be maybe one or two guys brought in on a, on a uh, you know, a training camp tryout contract. That, sure. That, you know, and those guys usually don't end up sticking with the organization, but the, right. it helps build that sort of competition during the course of camp and um, you know, those guys have some have usefulness in the veteranship, having you know veterans in the locker room and all that stuff that we we always hear about is definitely a positive. But it it certainly will be interesting with how things play out this year. There's no question about that for sure. And you mentioned Alexander Romanov, so why don't we start Romanov. with him? 
Obviously, he's brought over in that deal with the first rounder during the draft weekend. They bring him over from Montreal. Everybody's assuming he's going to slot into the top four. He's going to be paired next to Noah Dobson. I've said it here more than once. Not convinced of that. Maybe you see the splitting of the top pairing of Pelican Pollock. But either way, all eyes are going to be on him because, look, there's some pressure on him to make sure that, you know, not only does he step into this lineup, not only does he bring that physical presence and that skating ability that seems to be talked very much about ever since the acquisition was made, but also... Is he gonna? Is he gonna be able to hit the ground running with his team? Is there gonna be some growing pains? Is is, he, is camp gonna be enough for him to get used to the squad, get used to the system, whichever one Lambert employs, which we'll we'll talk about later as well. Mm-hmm. But Romanov's gonna be a, a big guy to keep your eyes on just to see uh, how he impresses. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, just the Islander coverage of that, whether it's Andrew Gross and Newsday and what have you, just to see what they have to say about what they're seeing out there on the ice uh, come Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest questions at the forefront going into this camp, right? I mean, he's a young, talented defenseman with a lot of upside, but at the same time, still a bit, still a bit, still very much unproven. But you have to at least like the move from what the potential can be, right? Because he's a guy that that fills or checks, I should say, a lot of those boxes that not the Islanders have needed in the blue line. The biggest being right. sort of that puck-moving defenseman. He's young. Uh, the Islanders kind of get them... And not him. being over or near 40. Right. Well, that's yeah. a huge that's a huge boost <laughs> considering where right. some of these other guys, you look at Sedano Chara, Andy Green, um, that's kind of been the basis of the Islanders' blue line or the bottom half of the Islanders' blue line the last couple of years. And that's not to say Andy Green wasn't serviceable when he was out there, but certainly you could use sort of those younger legs, so to speak. And, and sure. Romanov certainly has those younger legs at uh, you know, his <laughs> early 20s compared to, to Green and, and Zidane Char. So that's, that's a boost. And again, he's a guy, and we've talked about it at length a little bit, he mm. can develop and kind of be molded into that player that the Islanders need. And certainly when it comes to having a little bit of a new coaching system, I would assume. I mean, that's kind of the thought. We don't really we'll know. We'll see how new. Yeah. Lane Lambert's system will be, but maybe there's a bit of a change. Who right. knows? But... You know, he, he makes it maybe a little bit easier, too, to kind of mold him into the defenseman that you want him to be and uh, that he'll need to be for the Islanders with this go-around. He's certainly expected to have, a, you know, a big role with the with the blue line going forward. At the very least, if he can be a, a smooth skating defenseman that can help the transition outward and obviously be responsible defensively and a physical defenseman to complement either a guy like Dobson or a guy like Pollock, I mean, that's going to help the squad out tremendously just, just from the get-go. I mean, they spent a lot of time in their zone mm-hmm. last season because of the lack of foot speed, because of they're just guys that aged out that really weren't able to handle that load anymore. And, and Romanov should be able to do that. At least that's the hope. And then, look, if there's any offensive output that comes of it as far as him on the score sheet, I'd say that's gravy. But as long as he can be a defensive complimentary piece to one of these top four guys, and I think he's going to be a huge, huge help to this team. Yeah, no, I mean, you have to hope that's the case. The other, <laughs> the flip side of that is a much... Uh, trouble <laughs> gloomier outlook and, <laughs> yeah. and bigger trouble for the islanders for but sure i mean everything on paper and everything you've kind of heard and, and we've kind of heard about this kid is that this this is an upside this is a good deal and again you look at obviously there are people that are going to complain about the islanders trading away a first round pick but this was not a deep draft this was you know one of those drafts where you could you could expend uh, a pick that wasn't top five really even even sure. top five was kind of a stretch this year it seemed like but mm. um you know, you get a player that's a little more seasoned that's going to help you right now and, and, and a position that the Islanders desperately needed help at and on the blue line. It kind of leads us into that second part, too, of, of what's going on in training camp with where is the rest of the defensive core going to pan out? Because you have your Pulix, your Pelix, you have your Mayfield. Right. Romanov presumably going to be up there as well. And then it gets down to that bottom pairing, and it starts to get a little murkier. Well, this is literally the one question mark, really. One roster spot that's in question going into the season. You could argue that everything else is filled up. It's literally just the left side on the third pair Mm -hmm. next to Scott Mayfield, and you have names like Robin Salo in there. You have names like Sebastian Ajo. They have a new that new guy, Dennis Chalovsky, who they brought in, who was a former first-round pick. He might be able to help out as well. He he'll He'll probably be the one new challenger for this spot. Grant Hutton's in the mix. He's a right, right side guy. I don't know if they're going to bring, you know, bring him into play an offside or anything like that. I think it's between if it's between anybody, it's Aho and Salo and and um Chalovsky. I have to keep looking at my notes for that one. <laughs> but and I think it's ultimately going to come down to Salo and Chalovsky. And and I think, you know, again, it's going to be more youth down there. It's really just going to be if they can handle 
you know, a full 82 game season playing next to Scott Mayfield and, and really supporting them on the back end there. I think that's that's just the biggest question mark because obviously, even though Chalovsky is, is a former first round pick, he hasn't been able to stick. He wasn't able to stick with it, stick with an expansion team last year. Right. With Seattle. He he played a couple of games at Washington. So he really hasn't been able to crack a lineup full time. And I'm still excited to see what Salah can do. I think he's eventually going to be a regular defenseman in this league. The question is just whether he's ready for that now. Yeah, I mean, I think you saw bits and pieces where you were encouraged by what you saw out of him last season when he was getting some chances. And um, I, I agree. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be Robin Salah's job to lose because it's just the move that makes the most sense. Chalosky is a guy that, unless you really kind of dug deep and know a bit about him, it doesn't really move the needle. Uh, you look at Sebastian Ajo and the Islanders sort of, hesitancy to use him over the over the last couple of years and yeah. you have to imagine that you know even with the new head coach you know Lane Lambert's been here a while so he's very familiar with the right. system and the players that are coming through it and so this is a guy that I think has earned that seventh defenseman spot so to speak you mm -hmm. know a guy that can kind of come in when you need him and, and you'll get a serviceable effort out of him and he's going to make these little mistakes here and there and it's not going to be perfect but you know what you're getting, and it's solid, and it's it's NHL sure. caliber for a short period of time. But it's not someone that you usually put there for an extended period of time and survive, so to speak. So I, I think this is really Robin Salo's job to lose because he's the younger he's the younger player on this. He's the guy that I think has been pegged to be sort of the next NHL ready and steady defenseman that was going to come through the system. And for the most part, I think he's at least earned that opportunity to come into camp and say, "Hey, this is my job, and I got I'm going to compete for it. And I'm going to win it." Um, and he should be the first contender. I agree with Top you. I, I also agree that Ajo's probably just kind of really just permanent market himself into that seventh defenseman yeah. spot. It just seems to be the role that he's going to continue to have. I was actually a little surprised that he resigned. I thought maybe he was going to look for a new start somewhere else. But maybe he's happy here. He's comfortable here. Or he maybe. thinks he has a shot. I mean, whatever the case may be, he's another guy. He's another option. If there's an injury, whatever the case. So at least, you know, you have him there if injuries start to mount during the season. Yeah, no, I mean that's and that's the beauty, I guess, of having a guy like that. You again, you know what he's what he's going to be. But Robin Sallow really is kind of the the key to all this as well because the Islanders didn't go out. I mean, they added Romanoff, but there was no other additional defensive depth there, right? Um, you know, they didn't go out and get a veteran like we thought they would. They haven't really announced. Although I would expect there's going to be a tryout contract or two that's going to come up this week at some point before camp opens out on Long Island and. Uh, you know, whoever that may be, I don't think that's necessarily a, a serious spot for them, uh, a serious, you know, competition. Maybe it's, it's they'll bring someone in to kind of give them a little push, or to, but not someone that's really going to be able to compete for that spot. So Salo is really, by process of elimination, is kind of the, the guy that you're expecting to be in that spot. Yeah, with you there. And we got a couple of fellows hanging out on the couch over here. Mikey, we got Donnie over there waiting to come on. How you doing over there, fellas? You're doing well. Uh, <laughs> Are you awake? I am, I'm awake, man. <laughs> no, he's out. He's out. All right. <clears throat> Sorry. Just, he was, I just woke up. Yeah. No. He was uh, napping. I saw the hat down, and doing, it was kind of just... Yeah. That's far for the I course. I was actually right reading the, uh, the great questions that the, the viewers are They're coming in. All right. Are. Love a it. A lot of questions brewing in Love the chat that. here, which, uh, well, you know, we'll... That's your time to shine, buddy. That's that's like my spot. That's yeah. your spot, man. It's, it's as much connected you to better me be as, the ready. as the couches. How's Donnie doing over there? He doesn't have a mic. You can speak for him. Yeah. He looks good, <laughs> but they'll all they'll he all looks see healthy. that uh, they'll all see that shortly because uh, yeah he'll be on camera soon with you guys over yeah. there. But yeah, we're doing well. Speaking of nice. that, it's time to take a break, folks. Want to thank you so much for tuning in here, Twitch.tv/HockeyNightNY, and of course your favorite podcast provider is going to take a quick break. When we come back, Donnie Bagels, Donald Rosner of Blue Line Deli and Bagels, going to join us. We'll be right back. Hey, Islander fans. You already know Blue Line Deli and Bagels is the best place to get your game day meal. And now, you can get it at the game. Blue Line Deli and Bagels is proud to be featured in the brand new UBS Arena for all Islander games and live events as an official partner of the New York Islanders. Blue Line is also moving beyond Belmont, opening its doors at 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip. So whether it's at the Islanders' new home, East Islip, or at the flagship deli at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, all three locations are eager to greet you with their familiar, friendly service and the best food around. So stop on in for delicious Bagel Boss bagels, hearty breakfast favorites, tasty hockey-themed heroes, freshly made smoothies, and so much more. And remember, you can always check out the menu and order online at bluelinedeli.com. Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Our goal is to make you a hero.
recent New Islander season, and you've got a great spot to catch all the action. R.J. Daniels American Barn Grill in Rockville Center. Inside the bar or the heated outdoor patio, you won't miss any of the excitement on their wall-to-wall big-screen TVs and in-game sound. Enjoy it all with delicious food, drinks, and plenty of specials in a lively atmosphere staffed by the friendliest folks around. R.J. Daniels is in the heart of Rockville Center at 279A Sunrise Highway, just steps from the train station. So come on down. Watch the boys in blue and orange continue their quest for Lord Stanley with your fellow Islander diehards. And when the game's not on, stop by for a great meal and a great time seven days a week. Hang for the late night bar scene or book a party or catering for any occasion. Call 516-536-6258 to make reservations and go to rjdaniels.com to check out the menu. R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill. Your home for New York Islanders hockey. Thanks for giving some time to our sponsors. Ready to talk more aisles? The train rolls on right here on Hockey Night in New York. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You are watching and or listening to Hockey Night in New York, twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY and your favorite podcast providers. Joining us right now, beloved... Smells like bagels. It does smell a little like bagels. Smells like a deli in here now. It kind of does. It kind of does if you're into that sort of thing. Beloved friend of the show (laughs) and, of course, presenting sponsor of Hockey Night in New York, the famous, the wonderful... The poker-winning champion, Donald Rosner. How are we doing, pal? A little hardware here. What's going on? You're doing great, yeah. Talk about it. I brought my trophy. (laughs) Just make sure everybody can see that. (laughs) It looks great, buddy. He brought it. He hasn't hasn't stopped talking about it since he got it. Oh, my God. I mean, he literally came in parading it around the studio. It was actually kind of embarrassing for all of us. This is actually the first I've put it down since I've won it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can see the fingerprints all over (laughs) So, Donnie, let's start with that. Obviously, you had the poker tournament here, what was it, a week, two weeks ago? Yeah. Um, Very recently over at Chateaubriand. That's right. <laughs> in good old Westbury. So tell us about the experience, man. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, it was for the Matt Martin Foundation. And, uh, you know, it was just, I played a bunch of times and I uh, never thought I'd ever win it, but um, played some good so cards. So you finally I, rigged it this time is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yes. You uh, got fed up, you got impatient, you rigged it. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, no, it was, you know, you were there. It was, uh, I was. It was a heck of a night. and um, I was there to support because I bowed out a little quicker than Donnie did. You're uh, not, a, not the card shark that Donnie is? Uh, clearly not. I mean, the man has an Ace of Spades tattooed on his forearm. Which I didn't so notice obviously until it's his game. It out, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously this is something he, he's done. Before. I busted a couple of people out, but I did, not, I did not last so you had a- nearly... As long as Donald, you in had fact, a respectful. Show. In fact, I got I got the shaft, man. I mean, I, I I ended up going all in on my last hand, thinking I was going to be able to buy back and rebuy. Right, mm-hmm. that's the that's the technical rebuy. term, rebuy. Yeah. And it just so happened that just after I busted, they're like, "Oh, sorry, rebuys no are rebuy. over." Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, man, you're out. The that, yeah, yeah, I think that was it. They're this just is like, can this we get is, rid of you? This yeah. is my grand excuse for <laughs> for not lasting as long as Donnie did in the tournament. But yes, I was there. It was a long night. <laughs> it it was went a very early into the morning. But it was an excellent cause. Tons of people came out. Over 500 participants in the tournament. Uh, I think it was more like 600. I think it was five. But but that's fine. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> wow. But there was a, a, at least 800 people there because you yes. had people spectating. So and, and all their entrance entr- entry fees went to the went to the cause, the Matt Martin Foundation. So they raised a ton of money for the cause. It was a great tournament. And you coming out on top. Look at that. Yeah, you, it was, uh, that's a bonus. Um, you know that event is amazing. They, I think they raised like two hundred thousand dollars or That's something incredible. like that, which is just insane to me. Um, yeah, got to win some prizes. Won a nice watch that I'm wearing now. Look at nice. you! Yeah. Now you can tell time. Yeah, believe it or not, <laughs> I could tell some time, and uh, yeah, it was a good time for sure. That's fantastic. So, Donnie, let's talk about Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Okay. All right, new season coming. You got any? tricks up your sleeve you got anything new any new promotions going on we obviously see you have the blue and orange bagels still that are that are quite i mean they're just plain bagels of food die right there's no <laughs> there's there's no change in the taste right there's no change in the taste but they're still wonderful they're still delicious they're incredible they are i'm glad we're i'm glad they're here they don't need a special flavor they're perfect the way they are i'm not saying they do and it's funny that you should ask we actually <laughs> do have some fun stuff coming up at Blue Line. Um, we are going to be making hamburgers now. 
Really? Yeah, Blue Line wow. Burgers. Wow. And uh, we're going to introduce that real soon, and we're going to have a okay. whole new menu like based around that. We're still going to have our regular stuff, but um, we're introducing a whole new side of Blue Line. Look at that. That's now, awesome. Now, Congratulations, first you. of all. Appreciate that. Yes. It's going to be sick. Yeah. Will there be hockey-named burgers like the heroes on the menu? Of course. Okay. Any ideas yet? Or I don't mean to put you on the spot. No, I have. I have a few already. You know, all right, you're keeping them in the bank for now. Well, there might be a better show I might go on to uh, introduce wow. those things. Look at this guy. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Okay. Who does this guy think he is? All right. Donnie Bagels. But, yeah, we uh, we do have some names already, and, uh, you know, we're just not ready to uh, announce that yet. Okay. It's fine. All right, that's still very I nice mean, time. that would have been a much nicer answer than the one yeah, you initially I gave. So. I think it so. It's it just generally rude. But you know what? Look, he's a, he's a big-time trophy winner now. He's a big deal now. You know, he's a big deal. I saw, I saw, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, Sydney, uh, Sydney Assassin Martin tweeted at you, right? After uh, you put did. it on social um, media? I've been trying to get her to come in and get a bacon, egg, and cheese from us because I know that her and Matt love those. So actually, when I won, I got to have a little bit of a conversation with Matt Martin about it, and I was told that they would come by. Well, so. well hopefully you're much nicer to them than you were to oh, Sean yeah. just now. I yeah, will be 100%. Yeah. Of course you will. No doubt. Of course. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful to hear. I will. But speaking of Matt Martin, not only, obviously, you know, huge, huge props to him for, you know, helping to put this together and put another his name and, and raising all this money for charity, but also he stayed until the end of the night. He did. He stayed until the end. He signed jerseys for, what, the last 10 participants in the tournament? Yes. Wow. And he was there to sign them all on the spot, hand them out, take pictures and everything. And he stuck around to the very end. It was like 2.15 in the morning. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And and he was still awake and nice, and it was pretty cool. <laughs> Unlike yourself. <laughs> Unlike me. <laughs> Unlike me. But, yeah, right. it was very cool. All right. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic stuff. Great to hear you got some exciting things going on in the deli. You have the new location out in East Issa, basically in China. How's yep. things going out over there? <laughs> things are going great there. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's good. 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 And All another go-around at UBS. Yes. Another go-around at UBS. All right. Awesome cool. stuff. Yeah, which so, we are tweaking that menu, too. Is Ooh. that right? Yeah. Anything Any- special coming to the UBS location? Yeah. Would you, would you like to be <laughs> more specific? Would you care specific? to elaborate I mean, on that? I mean, in no. fairness to Donnie, I did ask a yes or no question, which is journalism is 101. You mm. should never ask a yes or no question. So, Donnie, in the spirit of, of correcting myself, not, mm. it's not on you. It's on me. Um, clarity there, but rare humility from Christian Arnold. Very rare. Is there anything you can share with us that you may be working on or that you can tell us about that's coming to the UBS location? So I'm trying to get an exclusive sandwich of our own, something like what Big Chicken did last year with our bagel and stuff. Um, oh, okay. I've been talking to them about doing our own exclusive sandwich. That's very wow. exciting. Thank you for that, that answer. That was very insightful. You're very welcome. <laughs> all right, Donnie. Let's talk about your favorite hockey team. Let's talk about the, the New Rangers. York. The New York. All right. The wow. New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's been some, I suppose, up and down comments for this franchise, for this team since the summer, since Romanov with Delphi. Oh, we're not, going a, there. not a lot happened. Mm-hmm. So let's let's get your assessment of, of Louis Lamb's summer so far. Well, it's over, but what what's your assessment this summer? Okay. So <laughs> Before we get into what I think you're going to ask, um, I think this team, we made it to the conference final two years in a row. Last year, there were all sorts of hurdles and potential reasons for, I guess we can call it a collapse. You know, the, we sure. had high Set expectations. Setback, Set back, sure. Um, in my opinion, giving that team another year um, to prove themselves to show that last year was a fluke now that there's a year at UBS and you know now it probably feels a little bit more like home to them um you know we're not starting 13 games on the road um they you know hopefully we won't get we won't have to play with the you know Sound Tiger or the Bridgeport Islanders (laughs) for six or seven games you know there were a lot of reasons that you know could have contributed to them not playing well and you know guys get in a rut and Sometimes it takes a while to get out of it. Sure. So we had a whole bunch of guys in a rut. So now if you take these guys and put them at their max potential or even closer to it, we're a hell of a lot better than we were last year. So I, I don't blame Lou for not going crazy and, you know, putting $12 million into a guy like Goudreau, which he might just not be part of their plan. They might have a three-year or five-year plan. So would I love Johnny Goudreau on our team? Yes. Who wouldn't? Um, 
should they have probably gone out and gotten us some help? Yes, of course. But I'm okay with seeing what this team can do. And it's not like there's nothing that can be done once the season starts. So, you know, if things are rocky at the beginning of the year, then I expect that some changes will be made. And, um, you know, I don't think their system will be all that different. I think Lane Lambert's been a huge contributor to their system. And um, I'd love to see what McLean's going to bring in and, you know, the assistant coaches and stuff. So I'm excited. Glass half full. Love to hear that's, it. But I'm, that's I'm always Donnie. Donnie's always the optimist he, glass yeah, yeah. half full. And that's all right. And uh, that's his right. If you're just joining us, if you're if you're late to the party, we're talking with Donnie Bagels, a.k.a. Donald Rosner from Blue Line Deli and Bagel, <laughs> our wonderful presenting sponsor this season. Cannot thank him enough for his generosity and his friendship and uh, a, gr- a great partnership so far the last couple of years that we've been all teamed up together. Uh, Donnie, and appreciate you coming down. But, yeah, in-house, man. Yeah. Love that. But and I work early, so I hope yeah, you this, really do uh, appreciate this. Bulges, we baby. Do. <laughs> we do. We really do. I I know I appreciate it. But mm. Donald, you you did put out on Twitter you weren't one of the few people who I guess spilled the beans on what was going on that the uh mm. some sort of UBS Islanders sanctioned event the other day mm-hmm. where Lou Lamorello Lou Lamorello did address the people that were in the crowd. And I wanna you were there. I'll kind of give the background, which was Lamorello reportedly, according to Donnie, uh said that well why don't you explain what he said and and sort of the context because it did create a little bit of an uproar so they talked a little bit about the upcoming year and they had a Q&A after and you know somebody was asking why we didn't really go after any of the big free agents and Lou said it's not that we didn't really go after they just didn't see a potential fit for whatever the reason may be I don't know what that means I don't know if that's money wise right, i don't know right. you know people on twitter definitely took to what i said and flipped out i, I don't know how else to say <laughs> that's it, so know. strange to me well that's that islander, islander fans would, would, would never absolutely react that love way. them i i love i love <laughs> islander fans we are the most passionate fan base hands down so um i should have known um <laughs> yeah that's fair yeah but um we don't know what goes on behind the scenes we don't know the reasoning and you know, maybe, like I said before, paying Goudreau all that money wasn't the right thing in Lou's mind and Lou's a Hall of Fame GM. I I am going to listen to him before I listen to anyone on Islanders Twitter. I'm sorry. No offense. I love Islander fans. I am a diehard. But they're in the business. They know. They know things that we don't. And, you know, who knows what the reasons are. I, I the, the it, And just for, for a little context, context there as, as Donnie was saying Lou Lamorello essentially said that the Islanders well the Islanders were the ones that said no to these free agents not mm-hmm. the other way around that they were which, all willing to come here that they were right. all yes. willing to come here uh so believe take that as you may and then Donnie did kind of add some more context after I did retweet you and angrily said that's a load of crock mm. um <laughs> You added, soup. you added, yeah, it was, it was actually Campbell's soup. Um, no, but you had a little more context that sort of what he was, what Donnie was just saying there, that it, it was more than just sort of players wanting to come here, not wanting to come here. It was character and it was intangibles and this and that. And all the things that the Islanders in fairness have always kind of preached upon when they've gone out and looked at free agents and talked about bringing people in. The problem that I had, and I think I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of other people that follow this team are, fans of this team and you look at those kind of comments and you go okay and and donnie you are a very glass half full kind of guy but when you look at last season as a whole objectively this is not a team that was competing for anything and we all myself included sean included we all said oh this is a stanley cup contending team and then we all kind of got our faces rubbed in in the reality of the situation which was this was a talented team that i think kind of got the last two years the benefit benefit of circumstances and they needed to address things that weren't addressed. So my question to you, Donnie, is how do you look at this team and you go, okay, they made one move that has kind of 50-50. It could pan out. It could go south. How do you look at this roster and have the confidence that you do as a fan um, that this is a team that can compete for a Stanley Cup this season? Because that's something that they have to do after such a misstep last season. I think this year is super important to the Islanders. Um, and I think the Islanders management knows that. I mean, it's the 50th year. It's their second yeah. year in the building towards the end of last year. You know, it, I mean, there were a ton of season ticket holders, but those games were not full, you know, and they need to make money to pay for all the stuff that they just laid out all that money for. So I think 
the business end of it, they understand these things. And I think they're trusting in, you know, Ledecky and Malkin. They're trusting in Lou to make sure that we have a winner on the ice. Um, I think that that is kind of underrated because, like, if they suck this year, you know, <laughs> like, and people stop going to games, that's going to be a huge issue. And I, I don't think that they're going to be accepting that in any way. So Lou had also said at the Business Alliance that um, this team is a bunch of interchangeable parts. Um, and they are. You can basically put any of these guys anywhere. And that's another reason why I think he said that when he talked about fit um, with certain players. Um, you know, overpaying Kadri, which I think he would have fit with this team amazingly, but for seven years. Um, wouldn't you rather wait and see if a better fit comes along soon, maybe when the season starts or a couple weeks in or whatever? You know, there's just so much stuff that we don't know. And, you know, I, I we definitely need help with scoring. And another thing that I will touch on that Lou said was we don't need to score five goals a night to win games. We need to score more goals than the other team. With our defense and goaltending, do you think we're going to need to score five goals a night? No. No, don't. There's no way. Sorokin, Sorokin's an amazing goaltender. Barley's Sorokin's an amazing goaltender. Our defense is... Uh, uh, what's our defense? We're top, waiting to find top, out. Top five? Top ten? Defense? Yeah. Wait How's to our find defense? out. I mean... That uh, we are gonna find listen. Uh, I'm trying, <laughs> Donnie. I love you, <laughs> but and I, I, I just and you're not Lou, so it's not fair to throw these questions at you without because you can I mean, you're you're an eternal optimist, and I and I appreciate it. I think Sean and I both appreciate that. But when you look at this team, you cannot sit here outside of Pulak and Pelic and tell me that this is a top five, top ten defense. It's we'll see. I mean. On paper, can they be? Absolutely, can they be? sure. But depends on how how Romano slots in here. Grow. There's a lot I mean, of things. Dobson Dobson, last year. There's a lot of things that have to go right as far as scoring goes. There's no need for the Islanders team to score four or five goals every night. But I think as we've seen, especially the earlier parts of the season in an 82 game season, they have to be able to score four or five goals a night more often than not. The playoffs is where you get away with winning 2-1 games, 3-2 games, these close one-goal, two-goal games. That's not how you win the regular season, and I think that's been the biggest problem with the Islanders the last two years. You look at, not even the problem, but that's the reality of the situation. We saw the Islanders in sort of a a, a smaller sample size, right? We saw them in a, a shortened season by COVID, right? We saw them in a what was it, 62 games, 40-something games like that during the 2020-2021 season, right? Yeah, something like that. Um, smaller sample size where it wasn't an extended period of time. There wasn't these different challenges. 2021-22 was the first time you saw the Islanders as a team that has to compete over an 82-game season. And similar to what you saw the first time around back in 2018-2019, and even in 2019-2020 when the, when the season got cut short, the Islanders were having an issue filling out that 82-game season. They were having trouble winning during the course of the 82-game season. And you look back at that year... The Islanders caught the break because of COVID. They were going to get knocked out of the playoff spot by the Rangers, who were charging. And the Rangers kind of got screwed there because they would have been in a playoff spot and they wouldn't have got stuck in this kind of weird, convoluted, like, oh, we're going to play this, what was it, three games, two games against, uh, it wasn't Florida, was it? The, the in the pre prelim round? Yeah, that yeah. That was Florida. It was Florida, okay. Yeah. So, listen, I think this is an Islanders team that has a lot of talent, has a lot of potential, and has done a lot of exciting things the last couple of years. And has underachieved last year when it comes to scoring. I think it's almost appropriate that we're sat in the, in the chairs that we're in tonight because you are the eternal optimist where you mm. think that sky's the limit here. They're going to bounce back. They're going to have a great season. Am I wrong saying that? I do believe that. Christian, on the other hand, I don't think you even think they're going to the playoffs this year. I think you think they're going to struggle a little bit. I mean, I with think, all the points that you're making. I think they're going to struggle. Listen, this is a team that has the ability to surprise everyone, right? We saw it sure. a couple of years ago. Right. But... If this is the roster they go into and it pans out the way that I think a lot of people are expecting it to mm -hmm. without the with the lack of moves that the Islanders with the lack of improvements, this is a team that if they get to the playoffs, first round exit at best, right? I mean, like, that's not what you want after back-to-back -back years, two, See, two consecutive years of going to the conference final and then missing the playoffs. You can't have that. I think that... Back, I think the, the main concern for this team is just getting into the playoffs. We've seen that once they get in there, all bets are off because they're built... 
for postseason hockey. But we that know was it's under, a different brand of hockey. That was under Barry Trotz. Too. No, that's, and, well, we, see, and we don't. That's the other. In, it's sort of the question. Exactly. Mark. We don't know what. The and that's why be. I'm pretty much in the middle here, where I think they probably squeeze in as a wild card. But because they have so many question marks, they have so many things that have to bend their way. Whether it's Romanov fitting right. in as a fourth, whether it's getting a worthy pair, you know, pairing for Scotty Mayfield that's going to be able to yeah. handle 82 games on this defense, right? Kiefer Bellows perhaps contributing. Oliver Walsh right. from figuring out and scoring, you know, 20, 25 goals. JG Pajot, Kyle Palmieri, Josh Bailey scoring goals before January. Right. All, the, all these, <laughs> all all these things. Well, that's the thing, but there's no guarantee they're going to figure it back out. And that's the question. You, they need all of these dominoes to fall in order to get back to that place after an 82-game season. And that's why I'm not... I would love to see them finish the second seed and, and get home ice in the first round, but all those things got to go the right way to get there. Mm. And that's why I think it's a wild-card thing, because you're going to see some success here, some failures there. Maybe one guy doesn't pan out the way you want. We still have to see what Lane Lambert's system's going to be right. and, and how that's going to... I mean, there's just so many question marks. And it's hard for me to say that all of those boxes are going to be checked. Heading into the next season. And my other concern out of all of that as well is the fact that you look at the guys that you just mentioned, right? Josh Bailey, um, you know, Beauvillier, Pajot. Beauvillier, yeah. Um, you know, you're kind of counting on guys. You know, Bailey is such a unique circumstance, so I don't even want to lump him in there. But you look at a guy like Pajot, or not Pajot, excuse me, Beauvillier, who is so talented, right. has so much raw talent, but the and the potential is always there. But the concern and the and sort of the cons one consistent thing that's been there is the, his lack of consistency, if you will. Right. Right. Um, you know, which is big when he's counted upon as as a top six forward on this roster for most of the time. Right. So to have him not to kind of be a big question mark with a guy that's consistently inconsistent. That's a problem. And then when you have sure. guys like Josh Bailey that struggled last year, when you have guys like Pajot who struggled last year as well at times, um, when all of these guys are not are struggling at the same time, which has happened, that's an issue. And over the course of an 82-game season, unlike the previous years, that's magnified greater because those slumps are longer, right? You look at that's the way these guys play sometimes. And you look at some of the issues, they tend to extend over a longer period of time. There's not those sort of... Um, you know, breaks that you get when you had that shorter season, the shorter couple seasons. Listen, I think everyone would be happy to see the Islanders go back to the playoffs and make a lot of noise. And sure, yeah, um, I would love that. You know, make this town, <laughs> make you know, in, in June and and um, you know, in May and June, make this a hockey town again. You know, with both the Rangers and the Islanders playing successfully, I love that. But Give me a playoff series, please. The problem mm -hmm. is when you look at the Islanders right now, from September through April. There's so many question marks, and it's the, pro the problem is we don't know what the Islanders are going to be able to do during that, that period of time, and we don't know how things are going to shake out. And with that lack of sort of certainty that you have, like other teams have going into the regular season, that raises the concern, and that takes away from saying, yeah, it was one bad season, it was one bad offseason, but yeah, they mm -hmm. went out and they addressed all their needs. They didn't do that at all. And then I think what, what irked a lot of people is then you hear Lou Lamorello kind of, whether it was a joke, whether it was serious, whatever the context may be, that's a tough pill to swallow. I understand that Lou Lamorello has, has the Hall of Fame pedigree and, and, you know, a couple Stanley Cups, but... I mean that also hasn't occurred in the last decade. No, if we're gonna if we're gonna you know kind of put this into poker terms here, he's putting all his chips on the table and he's betting on this team. Yes, and that's that's where they're at. He's he's betting on all those questions that I just mentioned to be answered in the positive. Right, and we'll we'll wait and see. We'll find out. But we got to move things along here. So Ed's OQ the music. Let's hit a little hero of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this song, that means it is time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by none other than Blue Line Deli and Bagels, half-price hero, which this week is the Blue Liner, featuring chicken cutlet, bacon, melted American Russian dressing on a toasted garlic hero. Get it half-price all week. Just mention Hockey Night New York, and this guy will give you a great deal. This guy, and this guy right that. here, Donnie Bagels. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's... Let's talk about the hero of the week here. I think it's only once a unanimous decision. To I mean, you're willing, you're able to change if you want. No, no, no. I like our unanimous decision. But the man himself is sitting only a few feet from us. Poker Mr. Mike? Poker. No, definitely not Mike. <laughs> I mean, he's barely awake wow. over there. Look that at him. Mean. <laughs> Donald Rosner, champion of the Matt Martin Poker Tournament. Yeah, buddy. Hero of the week. Woo. Soak this in because it's probably never going to happen again. But congratulations, man. I have Thank to you. say, 
being there watching that happen, I was uh, thoroughly impressed. And you know what's really funny, man? What's that? Ever the optimist, as you say. He was talking a huge game going into this thing. I was. He's like, I'm going to win this thing. I'm going to kill it. And, and, and he backed it up. He walked Good. the walk. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, your hero of the week, Donald Rosner, owner and proprietor of Blue Line, Deli, and Bagels. The man knows how to play cards. Who knew? Congratulations. Who knew? And, of course. Which, which is a greater honor, hero of the week or the Matt Martin Foundation Poker Championship? That's fair. We didn't give you a You trophy. gave him a chance, though. You gave I, him a chance. I mean, he got a trophy. I mean, I love them both. Well, folks, remember, go to Blue Line Deli and Bagels. <laughs> mention Hockey Night New York. Get half off the Blue Liner. In fact, you know what? Mention them like 10 times, and it'll give you like, you know, 10 sandwiches half off right in the spot. There you go. Is that the policy? Sure. Probably not. Yeah. But not? that's all right. <laughs> Walk in. <laughs> mention Hockey New York. It's about to be madness on Monday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're trying to stir up some trouble yeah. here. I mean, but we honestly, dude, we really appreciate you coming down. Yeah, thank you. Hope you had Love a great it. time. I did. A lot of fun. Really looking forward to another great season with you. Appreciate you hopping on as a pre presenting sponsor. My pleasure. All great stuff. And uh, we'll, we'll chew on these bagels in a little while. Appreciate you bringing them down. And thank uh, thanks for being on the show, brother. Thanks for having me. Now get the hell out of here. I will. Did, did you bring any <laughs> poppy seed bagels? No. Nope. Just the orange and blue. That's it. Okay. Let's go Isles. All right. Let's go Isles. So, folks, big thanks to Donald Rosner, owner and proprietor of Blue Line Deli and Bagels. We're going to take one more quick break here. We're going to let him go. Thanks for tuning in to twitch.tv slash hockey night NY and your favorite podcast providers. We'll be right back. Miss the days of mixtapes and arcades? Love the taste of a bold IPA or maybe an ice cold lager? There's a place where all of those magical things come together. Lost Farmer Brewing Company. At 63A East 2nd Street in the heart of Mineola, Lost Farmer combines a love of the 80s and a passion for quality beer to create brews that can only be described as gnarly, radical, and totally tubular. The retro vibe of the tasting bar will amp up your nostalgia while the blend of both local and exotic ingredients amp up your taste buds. Beer not your thing? Crack open a can of cider or a sip of Chardonnay on the extended patio. Order up from the snack menu? You can even bring your own. If you're more of a homebody, pick up a growler to go or order online at lostfarmerbrewing.com. And for Islander fans, Lost Farmer created the delicious Stable Shaker American Lager to celebrate the Isles' new home of Belmont where it's poured from taps throughout the arena. So raise a cup to the next cup with Lost Farmer Brewing Company, the future of Long Island craft beer. It's time for What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill. What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill. That's right, it's time for What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels, <laughs> American well, Bar and Grill. Might as well say it three times, right? Well, They I say think, the third time's a charm. I think the microphone only caught you once. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> We're working on it again. It's the pilot. It's the pie. I mean, I, I think fine. the audience would be shocked if that wasn't the case. You know, I suppose that's true. We we do a tend flawless to have show, our, right? I mean, they think we'll, they we'll, think they're at the wrong podcast. We'll we'll get there by like April. We'll be good in April. It'll be fine. <laughs> just <laughs> just for the end of the regular season. So, folks, just in time for that playoff push. There you go. There you go with the optimism. I know you were sarcastic, but there you go, buddy. You got to catch the fever. It's gonna happen. Playoff bound, pal. I want to catch a fever. Fevers are not fun. All right, all right. You're, neither are you. <laughs> so what's on tap, ladies and gentlemen? Obviously, no games yet. However, on Wednesday, training camp Northwell Ice Center. That's what it's called now? Northwell Ice Center? Northwell Health Ice Center. Northwell Health Ice Center, formerly the Twin Rinks. But yes, training camp is only a few days away. I'm excited. Christian, I know you're excited. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we get to talk about those questions we've been talking yeah. about this whole time, and we'll get a little bit of answers. We'll see what... Uh, I think there is there is a, a sense of excitement, I will say this. When you look at sort of the new coaching regime, there's a lot of intrigue on how that's going to play out, what the system's going to look like, what Lane Lambert, what his little touches are going to be on this team, sure. on these players. So I think there is some excitement level. And I think if you look at the success rate of new coaches right now in this market, you know, there's got to be at least a little optimism with that when you look sure. at the, the New York Giants 2-0 for the first time since uh, 2016. Is that right? With their 
first year head coach, wow. but they also had a new general manager. I well. saw them pull out that two point conversion last week. They did very that, good, yeah. Sean. Helped I mean, the missed the field goal. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Wow. Yeah. Did I you, mean, did you Google this in the break? Is that no, is that what happened? No, no. I actually happened to be in a setting where where the game was on, oh, okay. and I and I paid attention to it as okay. it happened, but I didn't go out of my way to watch it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah Mikey, makes sense. Mikey actually just happened to have it on at RJ's, and I was gotcha. like, "All right, let me let me see what's happening here." But the point yeah. being is, I mean, I think there's there should be at least some excitement in that regard because a new coach usually means at least something a little different. Hopefully, so we'll we'll see what happens. So I'll be optimistic there. Yeah, I mean, look, training camp's exciting. New coach, couple new players, a lot of intrigue. We talked about some of the questions already. There's going to be some questions brewing. Later oh, on. Nice. Yeah, not bad, right? Nice. Not bad. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's all we got on tap for now. But you know what? There's going to be some preseason games coming up soon. Yeah. We're going to have plenty to talk about. So just glad everybody's here with us for the brand new year at Hockey Night New York. Nice. Did you just rhyme? I did. Did you do that on purpose? I It kind of just flowed out of my mouth. Nice. You know what I mean? Nice. <laughs> just, well it done. just hit me. Yeah, it just hit me. So that'll do it. You're a poet for, and you didn't even know it. Indeed. So that'll do it for What's on Tap, ladies and gentlemen. Might as well just roll right into Questions Brewing, brought to you by brand new sponsor. It's time Lost for Farmer. Questions Brewing, brought to you by Lost Farmer Brewing Company. That's right, folks. It's time for yeah, questions. Working growing. out those kinks. Yes, we are. This one's on, that one's on you, though. We can't blame. Yeah, the, it's uh, kind of my fault. Can't it's blame my the production fault. staff. So I'm going to bust this Top Gun IPA open for the brand new As you get questions brewing segment get here. Beverage all over the floor. That's right. Okay. At Hockey Down New York. Huge thanks to Lost Farmer for sponsoring <laughs> the show. Oh, can't we might wait to be, get some questions in. We might not be in my, my, Wow, if I could talk, we might not be invited back to the studio. It's possible. Yeah, stuff we're, we're getting stuff place. all over the place. It's fine. We're, we'll clean it up. We're we're responsible somewhat. So, Mikey on the couch, it's your time to shine, buddy. Yeah. What do you got for us over there for the first edition of Questions Brewing for this 2022-2023 season? Yeah, it's uh, it's monumental. Wow, uh, sound less enthusiastic, <laughs> please. I, what, what do you want from me? I'm trying to, be, you know, I'm sitting on this couch. It's comfortable. Of course so it is. Naturally, I'm do we need, only, only is this, the best. Is this, I feel like this is... A, I need like a hardwood chair. This is like that... <laughs> <laughs> just to keep you in line, yeah. Just so like I could stay and keep you away. Mike, yeah. Mike, are you a big Seinfeld, are you a Seinfeld guy at all? I do like Seinfeld. Yeah. So you you remember the episode? What was it? The bank? Uh, the uh, episode where George goes into the store and the security guard standing up the entire day, and he finally gets him a chair. He's like, "Why doesn't he have a chair?" Finally gets him a chair. Guy sits down, falls asleep. Place gets robbed. Yeah, um, is this, this is that's like kind of that? where we're at. Yeah. yeah, the chat. What the few minutes where I did doze off, the chat just like got unhinged. I didn't have it under control. <laughs> um, similar to the Seinfeld episode, yeah. um, except we, we weren't getting robbed. It was just the chat got unhinged. We were getting robbed of my attention. <laughs> well, let's take it from the top, okay, buddy. What do you go. got here? Questions let's kick it brewing. off. Yeah, yeah, we uh, the chat was was engaged. They were ready for questions. Okay, so great. We're one. ready for questions brewing too. Okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> Questions brewing. Our first question came from T-Boyle13. It is, who's take, making the team out of camp this fall? Um, I actually want to combine it with the next question because sure. they're very similar. They have okay. like a similar uh, take That's on that. That's fine. Here. You have that liberty. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Mike4652CO, and it's Lane Lambert spoke publicly that guys are going to have to earn their spots. Do you... Th do you guys buy that? Possibly benching veterans in place of, you know, rookie players, young players to show more from them that, like, you know, outperform the veterans during camp. So I guess those two kind of go together. All right. I'll, I'll take, I'll field this one, yeah, Christian. Please. So I think he's more talking about the, the bottom end of the, of the lineup here. I mean, specifically that sixth defensive spot. I mean, I don't think it's any secret that we know all the spots that are pretty much going to be taken up on this roster. Are sure. they going to, are they going to bench a guy like Josh Bailey, even though there's been fans that have been yelling for it for literally like a decade now? <laughs> it's not going to happen. He's he's going to probably be on the opening night roster. You're just going to have to deal with that if you don't like it. Right. I think it's going to come down to whether a guy like Kiefer Bellows maybe you know earns an opening night roster. I think Wallstrom's going to be there. You know, regardless of you know whether he's on one of the top in one of the top nine spots, but Walsham's probably going to be in there. I'm more curious of, of looking at the fourth line. When you mention a guy like Kiefer Bellows, is Matt Martin still going to be stapled to that left wing on the fourth line? Or is that a spot that maybe opens up to a guy like Kiefer Bellows? Or maybe a, a Zach Parisi bumps down a slot. And, and he's a guy who maybe isn't on opening night either. You know, And I think that's where the opportunity lies for a guy like Kiefer. So I think when Lane Lambert says guys got to earn their spots, he's specifically speaking to guys like Kiefer 
Kiefer Bellows, Robin Sallow, Sebastian Ajo, Grant Hutton to a degree. Mm. And and I think that's where it's at. But, I mean, you, you can look at, what, 10 of the 12 forwards, 11 of the 12 forwards, and it's pretty much locked in. You can look at five of the 60. It's pretty much locked in there. So it's really more who's going to get to the end. Ajo will probably be that seventh defenseman. And, and you're going to look at, you know, the names that I already mentioned. That's That's pretty much where I see it. No, I would agree with that. I think that just to kind of bounce off Sean's point for a quick minute too, yes, you would hope that ultimately if there are guys like a Bailey or, or someone else that deserves to get pulled out of the, the lineup, the Islanders and Lane Lambert will do that. But that being said, Sean is right. A lot of these roster spots are locked up and you're really looking at sort of the bottom half of the roster when it comes to guys that will be competing for for spots. The Kiefer Bellows, the you know, defensive battles that are going to be down there for the bottom half of that as well. So Sean, Sean's correct in that thought process. Next up, Mikey, let's go. Just a comment. Did Christian just say Sean was correct? Did I hear It that? happens all the time. I don't I mean, know. He's never, he's never happy time. to say it, but it happens all the time. He did seem reluctant. Um, <laughs> all right, our next question. There was pain in his eyes. I, I felt it. I felt it. Uh, the next question comes from Mel Armenia 22 This is like a futures question because I, I personally don't foresee this happening this season, but which which prospect do you see making the lineup first, Atu Rati or Dufour? Go ahead, buddy. I mean, I think it's, I think it's Ratu. Uh, you look at the success I think he's had so far and even sort of the quick steps that he's taken – um, you know, I think he's kind of positioned himself as that next guy up that's going to make the the next prospect up, I should say, that's going to be able to make an impact for the Islanders. You saw little bits and pieces of it. He was down in Bridgeport, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for yes, the playoffs. Piece, yeah. yeah, piece of last year and the last year in the playoffs. And, you know, he, he made a little bit of an impact for sure. And I think that as he continues and as he grows in Bridgeport, kind of getting that uh, familiarity with the North American game and the North American sized rink. Um, you know, that's going to be a huge boost. And I think he's just a guy that that really has kind of taken to um, going out there and wanting to prove a lot of people wrong and be able to take that next step. I think he's the guy that's on the short list that's um, among the prospects that are going to make that, that next leap relatively soon. I'm inclined to agree with that. Sometimes this stuff comes down to the first injury. Yes. And what position that, that is. That always helps too, yeah. Yeah, or or if if somebody's not doing what they're supposed to do. We talk about those names like Pajot, Palmieri, et cetera, who, who we need to see scoring this yeah. year. You know, look, William DeFore has had some year. Yeah. Some year. I mean, Memorial Cup, MVP. I mean, he basically did it all in juniors as a, as a late-round draft pick. And while I, I do tend to agree that Ratu is probably the first guy, mm-hmm. If if they can't get goals, you know, out of the gate, maybe out of, after the first month or two, or whatever. And and granted, I don't think the Islanders are in a rush to call up either one of these guys. I think it, it's more out of necessity than anything else. But I I could see him being the first guy if there's a winger who either gets hurt or something like that, and they need to fill a spot and they need a weapon. Uh, Mike, you have the computer. Maybe you could check. Dufour is a hundred percent going to Bridgeport next season. Is that the is that the thought process here? Yeah, I will check that. Because right if now. he's not, that's a whole, that adds kind of Of course, a, I believe that's the that. case. I believe he's going to be in Bridgeport. I keep wanting to say with the Sound Tigers, but I have to it's say the, the city because if I say the yeah. Islanders, it's the It'll same. He'll be with man. the Bridgeport Islanders, yeah. AHL Bridgeport. Um but I even even and that's obviously always the of course deciding factor with a lot of stuff, injuries and right fit and all this. But I think on the short short list when you look at sort of the depth chart, it's it's Atu Ratu is I think at the top of the list too. The top of the list, if you will, um, <laughs> he's he's on that short list uh, to be the one of the first call call ups, or maybe maybe one of the, I should say maybe the prospect to make that big jump, uh, the next prospect to make that big jump, I should say. Yeah, the article I see here um, it says that William Dufour will be a bolster to the Bridgeport lineup, right, so perfect. he is expected. There to you be go. On Just wanted to make sure. Season. What do you Thank got you next, Mike? buddy? Um, well, T Boyle thirteen just added a. A question in the uh, the chat here. Do you guys think there's any chance you'll see either one of them this season? I would never say never, right? I mean, I think I think we've learned that sure. that there are situations, and if there was any time, people love to use the excuse of COVID and all the injuries last year. Um, that you saw guys that would we would never have imagined being on the Islanders roster so quickly or at, at that point in time. I mean, as as we've learned, it's it's possible, and and. Unfortunately, you know, COVID is still a thing, and I'm sure the league is, is taking its precautions when guys potentially get it or whatever the case may be. So, you know, there's always that, aside from an injury, there's always that factor as well to 
some of these guys may get an opportunity sooner than maybe Islanders management would have imagined or, or fans would have imagined. I don't think there's any shot that either one of these guys make it out of camp. No, no, if the injuries sure, yeah. mount during the season, sure, you might see one of them. But as a Vontaze effect, if you will. Yeah, exactly. I think I think they're going to want to see these guys, you know, marinate in the bridge, see Ratu get even more experience with the North American game. Yeah. So I think they're going to bide their time because as everybody loves to quote, Louis Lamarillo says, if you have time, Use it, and I think they will with this guy. These guys. Yes. All right. Next up, um, this question comes from Trottier19. It's, do you think Clutterbuck's shoulder will be 100% by opening night? Um, and do you see any setbacks with that? According to Lane Lambert, he's going to be good to go, as far as we know. I don't think he's he's inclined to lie. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, look, we'll see. The proof will be in the pudding when he hits the ice. But, yeah. but whether or not... It he is what is he thirty four years old now he's in his mid thirties now yeah so we'll see how that's gonna hold up in in that age of a body right I mean I think look we we've kind of alluded to the the end of the best fourth line in hockey over yes. the last yeah. year or two right like when's that coming down and these guys we we've noted the fact that they play a heavy hitting style they're they're sacrificing their bodies every night mm-hmm. and and it's it's almost a rare occasion when you have all three of them healthy at the same time yeah. it almost seems like if martin's not hurt Zekas is or clutterbuck is and and you're grateful for the time that they have together when they're actually all healthy yeah. together right so i mean i i think i'm sh- i'm sure he is 100% healthy let's just see how it holds up and let's I'm really, really curious to see how Lambert handles this line this year. If there's any sort of change going back to Capuano right, through right. trots. Right. And now Lambert coaching this team. Is there finally gonna be a, a dip in minutes? Is he maybe gonna shake the line up? I'm very curious to see that, but I think Clutterbuck's gonna be fine to at least start the season. Yeah, I think it comes down to the durability of these guys, right? Because that's the biggest key. This line that line plays a very physical brand of hockey, and I think as we've seen the last couple of years, it just doesn't hold up as well as it maybe used to back when Trotz first got here, even when Capuano was here. You know, those guys were much younger, and you kind of had the the durability when you're younger that you don't necessarily have now. And we've right. seen it with Martin. We've seen it with Clutterbuck. We've even seen it with Sezikis as well. Mikey, what do you got? Uh, the next one comes from U-R-I-R-X-9-8. Um, this one's up for interpretation for how you want to answer it because it, that's fine. It just it says Sonny Milano and PK Subban question mark. Okay, that's fair. I think we they're asking that we see them in maybe Islanders. a PTO. PTO. Yeah, sure, okay, sure. Um, I mean, we talked about possibly Subban being right. You mentioned because that we, previously. you know, the the Lou Lamorello logic and theory of if you don't hear anything about a guy, it's usually because Lou Lamorello is at least talking to him. Right. So, um. I mean, would it surprise me if one of them showed up on a PTO? No. I mean, especially Milano, when you look at his his lo- localness and, and sort of the the feel-good story that that could potentially be from a from a public relations standpoint, from a player that does have some, some usefulness for sure. And obviously at one point was sort of a highly touted prospect in the NHL. And uh, listen, I think, could he add something to the Islanders? Certainly do. I think it it's... If he's here, it's anything more than a, a trial contract? Probably not. But Yeah, and just to add to that, it is a little peculiar that Sonny Milano wasn't extended in Anaheim, right? Because right. if he's the player that everybody would hope he would be if he did sign a PTO with the Islanders or they did bring him in in, in whatever shape or form that might be, like why at his age, at his apparent talent level, why, especially with the chemistry he seemed to have with Trevor Zegers right. in Anaheim, why even let him go? So it makes me question just you know why doesn't he have a contract with any team right could now? be consistency it could be a lot of things something it behind is, the scenes is. you don't know also I would, I would point out i believe it was a couple days ago i think i saw pk subin either on instagram twitter or something he was in new york mm-hmm. um which okay. is interesting again right. it could mean nothing it could mean something but um just something maybe to keep an eye on why sure. would he still be in new york if there wasn't something percolating. And our pal Stefan Rosner over at NYI Hockey Now put a piece out about Subban saying, don't expect that to happen. Apparently, I think he went with the angle of the bad blood with all well, Wall Street. I, and I don't I, know if that's something that's going to factor I read that in. story, too. And I love Stefan. I got to say that. <laughs> but I also kind of rolled my eyes when I read it because, and that's not a knock <laughs> Sorry, on... Sorry, Stefan. Not a knock on Stefan. Not at all. But the lo- my, my roll my eyes was the logic. I mean, you look at guys that play on teams now that 
you know, Zdeno Chara. Darcy Tucker became best friends with Mike Pettit. Right. Anything can Things happen. change yes. when you're on the same team and you're right. offered a contract. So right. I don't think that yeah. just would dissuade anybody from signing or, or Lula Morello from going out if he thought it was going to help someone, help a team get better, help the team get better. Next question. One last one. It comes from Coach Lanebert. Nice. <laughs> yes. It's a great, nice. great name. <laughs> Love it. You know, I bet that's that's also Thomas Panic. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the same dude. Love it. Love it. What do you got? Uh, who do you see playing on Barzal's wings at the start of the season? I love that question because I have no flipping <laughs> idea. But to to answer Josh it, Bailey, I think you're going to see, you know, it's tough. You, you, I think you want to keep Anders Lee with Brock Nelson yeah. with the season they had together last season. Near a 40-goal score, Brock Nelson. Yeah, and... I think on the right side, it's going to be one of Kyle Palmieri or Oliver Wallstrom. I hope it's, it's Wallstrom. Wallstrom. I hope it's Wallstrom yeah. because that means he had a great camp and Lambert believes that he can score some goals next to Barzell on the top yeah. line. If it's the safe play, I think it's going to be Kyle Palmieri on the right side. On the left side, I think you got to give Bo a shot with his foot speed. I think you got to give Beauvillier a shot there. So you're going all. I was going to say you're all, you're going all young kids, but they're not really. I mean, they're older now. They're Bo. Bo is a veteran now. Yeah. He's a veteran who hasn't put it together players. yet. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a guy who has the speed that can hang with Barzell. And if anybody's going to untap Bavillier for a full season, who's better than Matt Barzell to do it? Now, you know the question is then who ends up on the right side with with Brock and Lee. But I think to answer the main question here. I'm going with Bavillier and fingers crossed for Oliver Wallstrom, and if not, I think it's it's Kyle Palmieri. Yeah, I would I would by process of elimination because um, I think you don't touch certain things and and match up or matchups um, line matchups I should say. Uh, I, I agree with you. You don't move around Nelson and Anders Lee. You don't take them apart from each other. So I would hope Oliver Wallstrom's there. I would hope Bovillier's there, and there was some success. You know, earlier in their career together, when Barzal and, and Beauvillier were on the same line, they are very good friends, and uh, there was chemistry and opportunity there. So maybe you rekindle it, you give it another shot, and see if if everyone can kind of click and and do something special there. So I think that's the best case scenario. I do have a question brewing for you, Shawnee. Let's go. And my question would be: Does Brock Nelson get to forty goals this year? Oh, Brock yeah, Nelson there was another man score. you probably should have asked that question well, to before. I know what I know what his, his <laughs> he's going to say sixty. Yeah, <laughs> Ilya, yeah, Ilya Sorokin's also the best. Brock Nelson in the, the forty goals. Guy. Hmm, not a betting man, but, but if I was, I would take the under. Wow. Yeah, I would. I would. Um, Disappointing to hear, according to one person. But, but you know audience. what, though? Listen, listen. I think he missed 10 games due to injury last season. He scored yeah. 37, missing 10 games. And obviously, 40. we've talked about the well-documented nonsense that went on last season. So, you know what? He could hit 40 next year. If, but if, you said, no, no, no. You can't. You're hedging your bets. You're kind of going both right. ways. <laughs> I want a direct answer. Is he a 40-goal scorer this year or not? Yes or no? I'm going to say no. Okay, there you go. Just disappointed Donnie again. Listen, I try to keep it real here. You know, sorry, Donnie. And appreciate you hanging with us on the couch, man, with Mikey. Wow. Wow. He just he just made an obscene gesture at me. That's not nice. Thank thank God the camera didn't catch that. Mikey, are there any other questions? It wouldn't matter. There are no other questions. I uh, put into the chat, I put in an over under 40, and I'll I'll report back in a couple minutes from Mike, now and let you guys do, know. Mike, do you have a question? Like, you know, life in general, anything. <laughs> like, is there anything you want to add to the conversation here? And, and I'm going to regret even asking this. I already wish him. we could just, we yeah. you didn't. But but I'm trying to get Why? You involved Why here. did you ask that? Yeah. Um. All right, so let's wrap up <laughs> <Yeah>. Questions Brewing. <laughs> yeah, please. That'll do it for Questions Brewing here at Hockey Night in New York. Yeah. And I think, you know what? It's time to wrap the show. That'll do it for us. Yeah, absolutely. So, Christian, before we do, though, I mean, are you excited for this season despite your doom and gloom? I don't, perspective on I, the season, despite the fact that you're pretty much not giving the Islanders a chance before the puck even drops on the season? I don't think it's doom and gloom. I think I'm being <laughs> realistic with the circumstances that the Islanders find themselves in. It, look, they could I could be dead wrong, right? I could be dead wrong when I wrote that the Islanders will regret firing Barry Trotz when I wrote that earlier earlier this summer. I could re mm. I could be dead wrong when I, um, you know, kind of gave Lou Lamarell a little bit of a hard time with his comments at the, the UBS Summit. 
that's always that's always on the table. Well, look, and as we've Donnie seen, might have made all that stuff up. Yeah, that's so, true too. We I can. mean, is he a credible source? We don't even know if he really won the poker tournament. Yeah, <laughs> he might he might have went to a glassware place and had that trophy made. <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying is anything's possible. This is what I'm deducing from the moves and the the maneuvers that the Islanders made over the course of this summer and going back on basing on the history of the last couple of years. That's my conclusion. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just how I'm viewing it. Okay. Who the heck knows? Who well, the heck hey, knows? One, one motto of the New York Islanders over the past few years or what have you was prove people wrong. Hey. I'm ready for the Islanders to prove you wrong, you need to Christian. do it this year. And I'm going to remind you every episode. I hope you do. I hope, I you, hope you... When they go 7-1-1 one, and one in the first nine games... They proved you wrong. Listen, I, I hope, like New York Jets head coach Robert Sala, you're keeping the receipts. Yeah, that's a thing now. Yeah. I have the receipts. It's yeah. like a term. Keep the receipts. Yeah, sure. I hope, I, listen, if I'm wrong, that's, that's great news for everybody that's viewing the everyone show. Everyone involved, yeah. Everyone that supported us is probably super happy, so I'm happy for them. If, if I'm right, then I get to be right. And, well, Edzo, you know, behind the make-believe glass, cue the music. We're going to wrap this thing right now so ladies and gentlemen i want to thank you guys so much for tuning into twitch.tv slash hockey night ny and your favorite podcast providers for our pilot episode here at floored media in rockville center super stoked to be doing shows out of here this season big thanks to jay for hooking us all up here awesome stuff really can't wait and a big big thanks to mr donald rosner for not only being on the show for driving all the way here to be on the show in-house. He did a mediocre job at best, but we do appreciate it. I think he did a great job. He did a fantastic job. He was actually phenomenal. Donnie, really appreciate you coming down. Awesome stuff. Again, big thanks to you guys. Big yes. thanks to our sponsors, Blue Line, Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, an official partner of the New York Islanders, and of course, the best deli around. Huge thanks to RJ Daniels, located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center, the best place to catch the game when you can't be at the game. And of course, a huge, huge thanks to our brand new sponsor, Lost Farmer Brewing Company, located at 63A, 2nd Street in Mineola. Head on down. Fantastic beer. Fantastic spot. If you're into retro stuff, the 80s, that is for you. It is certainly for me. I love the vibe going on over there. It is absolutely spectacular. And hey, big thanks to you, Christian. You showed up. You did. Thank you so much. So, before we go, follow Christian on Twitter (laughs) at. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do this, I would love to thank Man on the Couch, Mike Oh, yeah, he's here too. That's right. I forgot about that. Mike, Mike, you know what? For the pilot episode, you did a real bang up job. I'm glad you were able to read questions. I'm glad you were able to wake up on your nap. I'm glad to read today. (laughs) We're spending all day before the show reading. Huge to you. So, you can follow Christian on Twitter at C underscore Arnold 01. Follow myself at Shorty Hockey. Follow the show at Hockey Night NY on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now TikTok. We have no content on there. I don't know how to use it. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> but we're on that program now. So, folks, program you out. Whatever it is. Thanks so Last much for tuning in. We'll be back next week to cover training camp, see what's going on. Love yous. We'll see you next time. Peace.